What's up, Will? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You're here. All right. Do you know how? <laughs> do you know what I'm using right now? What are you using? Microsoft Edge for the first <laughs> time in years. What? That thing's I, still running? I, I didn't even know it was on my computer. I, I'm looking on mine right now if I have it. I don't think I do. <laughs> no, I do. I do. I do. Wow. <laughs> I've it's, only used it to install Chrome. It's just like hidden there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get this thing started. Welcome, everybody, to the season finale of the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy Bruce. I am happy to be back. I know I missed the uh, second to last episode of Survivor. Forgive me, please. I still have a terrible cough. My voice is weak. I'm going to try to get through the show to the best of my ability. But I am joined by my great friend, Will, who I am so happy you are here to talk about this finale, man. How are you doing? Hey, um, hi. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> we've, had, uh, we've had rough weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or a rough week, I know. Uh, uh, sure. it, it's an inside joke. We're in this, uh, it's through Discord. We were in the Survivor competition, and we both got screwed out of the game, uh, in my man. opinion. So, <laughs> I was, I was swap screwed. Let's be real. You were too. I wasn't, but I swap screwed myself because I'm like, okay, we just did a swap. Let's go Whoa. after the biggest player on this tribe. And everyone's like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> that was that. I'm like, okay. uh, on my end, it was like, all right, guys, we're, we keep losing. <clears throat> so let's take out the threat to nobody because why not? And yeah, it, it was I was watching and I, I am very sorry for you, sir. That was stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be the funny thing is it's like an all-star season too. They ain't playing like all-stars. No, they're playing <laughs> like scared chickens. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we've we're angry. We've got so much to talk about here. Our anger is gonna come out maybe in one way or another <laughs> in this finale review here. Uh first off, I do gotta get some stuff out of the way. Um, it is an exciting week, even though this is the finale of the Survivor Now podcast in terms of uh, season 41, and we're going to begin to transition, uh, get ready for season 42. We still got a lot to talk about. I don't know when it's coming up, but I will do a short uh, little recording podcast speaking about every player and their season and grade them and what I thought of them this season so that's going to be fun. Like I said, I, I really got to get my voice back and fully functional before I even tackle that. Um, and then another exciting thing, I just got done testing for it. Monday, I am sitting down and interviewing Eric Abraham, uh, the past contestant from this past season. Uh, he was unfortunately the first one voted off. Uh, and he he was not swap screwed, but he did get screwed. <laughs> uh, but he is a great guy. We talked a little bit just probably about 20 minutes ago. I will be sitting down with him and that will be my first interview with a survivor contestant. So I am very excited um, and I'm ready to pick his brain. So, Will, you're <laughs> going to have to send me uh, any questions if you want me to ask them. Uh, to him. I only have alpaca pictures, but. You know, <laughs> I can ask him. He said, he said, if possible, he's like, I would love if we were talking about me asking him like off the wall questions, like not okay. doing the questions that 
he's answered every single like interview he's done you know like how's the island how was playing the game what's your biggest regret like stuff like that so i said i'm gonna try to surprise him with some questions all right so i'll I'll just ask him how he feels about alpacas yeah (laughs) whether he likes alpacas or llamas more Uh, he better be an alpaca kind of guy but never. (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's I, we've changed since the last time you were on. And unfortunately, everyone didn't get to hear your... You are so good at podcasting, by the way. They didn't get to hear your awesome takes because for some reason it just didn't record. Yeah. So, <laughs> I am sorry for that. But hopefully they hear it this time because we've got a lot to talk about. Yes, we sir. did We did change how we did it. Last time you were on, we went linear and talked about like every single thing in the episode, whether it was like a mosquito bite or whatever. We don't really do that. Now we kind of focus on like the super important stuff to talk about. Mm, I miss the mosquito bites. <laughs> yeah. The, the small moments are what matter. Uh, so let's, let's dive in. And the first thing I want to talk about, and we'll get to the winner and the final three and why each of them were screwed or not screwed. <laughs> But let's start with that advantage that Erica found to help her in the challenge. Will, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. First off, first off, just the kind of last minute advantage and the word scramble they had to do and how they kind of built this up. So I, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the advantage, but I do like how it was edited. Uh, even though I kind of thought it was a little obvious that Erica would get it because, you know, she was kind of like really? showing I, I thought so, yeah, because it, it's one of those classic, uh, ooh, everyone's doing great, but they kept showcasing Erica. Um, meanwhile, like someone like Heather, you know, she was shown very little yeah. um, through yep. throughout the whole advantage scramble. And, um, you know, and the thing about the season in particular is that they love to over edit people. Meanwhile, there's like a, there's a, the real thing that you have to pay attention is the thing that's layered uh, down below everyone else who's you know, shown as like these huge uh, giants. So Erica getting like the just amount of screen time about the final advantage, I thought it was pretty clear that she was going to get it. And she did. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of last minute, you know, final four advantages. Because You I want think... it to just be like the game, you know, yeah. at this point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, um, at that point of the game, that's very, um, you know, if you can't win a challenge, then it should just be solely off of uh, social bonds in your social game. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you're able to just get and win out, you know, that's that's technically the game, but I feel like it's a lot easier to do than, um, it's a lot easier to do than, um, you know, have the good social bonds to take you the distance, in my opinion. Well, that's a huge problem that people have with today's game is the fact that it is very advantage heavy and everything. And they, I feel like they're trying to take some of that. I don't want to say try to take it away, but the social aspect, you know, you think about the old seasons, that was the game. Mm-hmm. That was, it was all social. I mean, we didn't even have, I don't even remember completely off the top of my head when the first season was that we had an actual like hidden immunity idol introduced. Oh, the first hidden immunity aisle. Yeah, was, when was that even? Like, that was introduced? Fiji. Fiji. That's right. Or, that's right. No, uh, no, it was. Um, 
I was going to say, I just watched Fiji. I don't think they had one. It was Cook Islands, right? That's right. That's right. And See, I think maybe in Panama as well. Because Panama... No, it, it was Guatemala. That's what it was. Because that's what uh, uh, Gary Hogaboom found. And she... Uh, that was back when you had to play it before the votes were cast. Um, and then See, Panama... This is why I bring you on, because I'm still <laughs> trying to catch up on a lot of the older seasons, actually. Nah, I'm not that good. I actually have the Survivor Wiki right here on my I have here. it. I have it. <laughs> I should have looked on mine, too. Yeah, so... But, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I-, I was just saying that Guatemala had the um, silver idol, or, like, the bronze, I mean, whatever people call it, where you had to play it before votes were casted, and then Cook Island and Panama had it, so where if you found it, you got to play it after votes were read, like a super idol. And then Fiji on is the classic no bells and whistles idol that I think is balanced perfectly. Yeah. See, so we waited like we waited so long to even get an idol, uh, you know, compared to the earlier seasons when we had nothing really other than mm-hmm. the social game. And I, I see what you're saying here with an advantage because I was looking forward to it. was. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was thinking it was more. I felt like it would have something to do with the challenge. And I do have one more thing to say before we get to this part of it, but I felt like it was a little overpowered here and it would have a little less power. Um, But Erica was the last one to find the, or unscrap, scramble the word, right? Mm -hmm. She was the last one to really get going. Yeah. I thought Heather was actually going to find it. Really? I did. I thought that I don't know what it was, but I thought by the way the music was playing and stuff, I I was expecting it to be a surprise. Like everyone thinks Ricardo or Xander's gonna find it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Heather is about to find this thing, isn't she? Yeah. No, well, I, I, I agree what you're saying about uh over editing uh Ricard and Xander, but that's why I thought Erica would win it. But yeah, Heather. I thought maybe this was the one thing she was going to do this season. What? It's fine. This, because she was like the third one to get it solved or whatever. Maybe she was the fourth. But I'm, no, like, Heather's, I'm like, Heather's about to find this thing, and I'm going to be living for it. <laughs> but anyways, let's explain what it was. It was basically an advantage in the next immunity challenge. At this point, we're in the final five. So an advantage in any immunity challenge is already kind of like handing them the immunity, right? Absolutely. Well, well this advantage was gift wrapping or that I can't even talk gift wrapping the immunity. Mm-hmm. It was there was two ladders that you, first you had to knock down your your rungs and everything, and there was two ladders that you had to build. And I was thinking, okay, one of the ladders is going to be halfway built for. No, mm. they were both halfway built. Yeah. She got, she got up to the 75-piece puzzle, which, in my knowledge, is one of the biggest puzzles we've seen. I mean, way before anybody else. What did you think about this twist in, in, in the end? Because I thought it was way too much. Well, about, um, <coughs> about challenges and Survivor, I feel like late game... And 41 was a bit of an exception, but I feel like late game, um, it's very momentum-based. So once you start winning, like, one challenge at, like, Final 7, it, it, it builds up. Or not Final 7, like, Final 5. 
you know, we see a lot that, you know, uh, winners tend to win like the last few challenges because they built up that momentum. And I feel like uh, what Erica got, not just the uh, advantage itself, was just the momentum that she was able to find the advantage. She was going to win the challenge. And I thought that that would help her win the last challenge. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but she never really needed to. So I yeah, feel like right. I feel like it was really powerful for more than for, for multiple reasons and just the momentum of finding uh the advantage you know was just a little a little powerful in my opinion <laughs> yeah i i was just instantly like i'm like if erica doesn't win this challenge shame on her i yeah. mean <laughs> she had that i mean in ricard the challenge beast ricard was right there from what we could see Mm -hmm. I think take that advantage away. I mean, I think even if you just give her what I was going to give her, which is half of a one ladder, I think Ricard might be winning this immunity challenge, which obviously would have led to a change of fortune here. Yeah. I think that was my biggest problem with it. Cause we can move on to the vote then. And Ricard obviously is the one that, is outed here. You know, they were waiting for that opportunity for him not to have immunity to, to be available to vote out. Yeah. But I do want to, I do want to talk about this one moment when he's talking about the child that him and his husband are expecting and Xander, it's a very moving moment for Xander. And he tosses the idea of giving his idol, which he has to play or just take home at this point, to Ricard. And I seriously thought he was going to do it. Maybe I'm being naive here and hoping a little too much for, like, this big climatic moment. Will, what what was your opinion? Did you ever think that Xander would do this, which I think would ultimately have been a mistake for Xander? I completely thought that, Xander would play it but that's because I read a interview with Xander and he went into the friendship that him and Ricard had from early on in the season I thought that would like that's something that we didn't really see too much of but I really honestly believe that Xander would play the idol for Ricard and Xander not just not playing it for him but playing the idol on on himself I think is Part of the reason why he uh, lost the game, and that's something that you can get into uh, later. Yeah. Um, but I completely thought that Xander would play it for Ricard because I also thought that Ricard had the best shot. At, he had the best shot at winning the game, and I thought that he was winning the game. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I looked at this kind of like you know everyone was looking at it as a stupid move for Xander. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? I thought this would be a, a huge move for Xander if he went this route, right? If he plays the idol for Ricard, keeps Ricard in the game, and then he uses the fire making, if this even became a possibility, and I know it's a risk because you would be giving Ricard another chance to win a challenge. Um... If he used if he Chris Underwood this and he used the fire making to actually knock out Ricard, me and my family were under the understanding that that would win him the game. That move mm -hmm. of keeping Ricard and then getting him out that way. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think they would have ran the risk of letting Ricard 
win another challenge because he very well could have. But oh, I think he would have been absolutely. right in that challenge. Yeah. But at the same time, we both know that Ricard is a huge game player. So there is a very small possibility that in a in a timeline where Dave's uh, or Xander saves Ricard, that Ricard wins the challenge, gives up immunity, gives it to whoever, Heather, and then takes <laughs> yeah. out whoever in fire, which would be really cool. And that's, you know, that's kind of the play that we have to always consider because, you know, when Chris Underwood did win Survivor, he set a huge precedent for people who have the fire making, um, you know, that, you know, winning fire is a huge part of winning the game. It's because- a resume builder. It's Absolutely. a huge resume builder. And that's something you do right in front of the jury. The jury sees you build fire, you know? And it's it always happens so close to Final Tribal, and that sticks in their head, you know? And I think yeah. It's, it yeah. clicks more than winning a challenge. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. We get this cool moment in uh, at Tribal. Unfortunately... Xander did not play. I thought he was going to because he he stood up. He gave this long speech. I was like, oh, God, Xander, you could not milk this anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> this huge speech. Um, and I'm like, OK, he's actually going to do it. And then Jeff was even kind of com- confused. And he's like, so you're playing this for yourself. He's like, yes, I am. Uh, so he plays it for himself. And then we see this cool uh, beforehand. We saw a cool moment where. Uh, Jeff was talking to Ricard and said, you know, you have been an awesome player, but some of the best players don't win this game. I think we all agree. He had to be talking like a Siri. Um, or actually, Siri, my bad. He was referring to me in Dream Viver, actually. Ah, I hate yeah, that. I knew it. I, knew it. <laughs> I hate oh, to break it to you. For me, it's some of the best players just don't make merch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what it is for me. No. But it, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, but I completely agree with Jeff because Survivor is also extremely luck-based. And I feel like there's a lot yeah, of players yeah. that we see much of because they got, you know, put with a bad tribe. And I feel like there's a lot of people, you know, pre, pre-swap who, had they been on a different tribe or on a different season, they would have excelled more. Put Ricard um, on Luvu, even. Put Ricard anywhere? I feel like, no, I feel like Ricard played the best on Yuwa. Because he had Shan, and I feel like, yeah. you know, him and Shan kind of like dominating the the pre merge, I think was best for Ricard because I feel like no matter what, Ricard would be a threat because if not for going to most of the pre tribals and being the last duo, he would have been a threat from his social game and from you know being a big game player. So I feel like no matter what, Ricard was just screwed on the season, and the only way I feel like he could have won is by just winning more challenges <laughs> yeah winning out yeah uh let me ask you this knowing what you know right now nothing changes right mm-hmm. theoretically speaking nothing changes um maybe give ricard an extra immunity win or something like that but what you know if ricard makes the final three does he win regardless of who's sitting next to him yes um I, I, I think so. I think Shan being on the jury helps because Shan was very okay with Ricard blindsiding her um, because they kind of expected that, right? 
And they yeah. knew that their friend, because they had a close friendship, but they knew that there's there would be a time when Ricard would backstep Shan or Shan would backstep Ricard. And they had that friendship. And I think Shan would talk highly of Ricard. I feel like people like Evie is very gameplay oriented. I feel like she's very, you know. And like we a, know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, and we know Shan is, I get what you're saying with Evie. Um, but I was going to throw out there as well. We know that Shan is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Persuasive. Yeah. Like she had, she had literally Ula eating out of the palm of her hand. Mm-hmm. So she, she definitely, I think, was a big voice on that final jury about who deserved to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think Ricard would have absolutely won against anyone. Because, and plus, you look at Survivor as a narrative, right? Ricard could have easily sold himself as the one guy on Yua, on the Cursed Tribe, only going going to merge with only Shan, having to start all over, and then having to build up from there, winning, you know, three, maybe four for including an extra immunity challenges or winning, or doing something to get into Final Tribal. He yeah. would have absolutely decimated. I, I agree. Well, we know... We had to say goodbye to Ricard. I know we, we had to hit him uh, because I just, I mean, I don't know how Survivor's going to treat bringing players back. I know Jeff Prope says, like, no one from the first 40 seasons is coming back. We're starting anew. We want new players. So I don't know when or if we're going to get players back, but surely Ricard is up there from this season as one of the top players to bring back. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Ricard also, I feel like, it will come back. I feel like he has a lot of enemies on social media, but he also has a lot of fans. I feel like I feel like there's oh, a lot huge of huge fan base. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I know people kind of hate it. I personally didn't really like him until Merge, because uh, I thought that his confessionals towards like JD were just, you know, just kind of yeah, slimy. Yeah. But you know, I feel like Ricard. He made a lot of fans from his Merge run on. I feel like so. I feel like Ricard. If anyone comes back, it'd be like Ricard, maybe Nasir. Maybe Shan, maybe Xander. There was a lot. I mean, you could even make the argument for JD. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, you wouldn't like to see JD play again. Honestly, without... out of everyone, I kind of want to see Brad back. <laughs> Brad, Brad needs to be brought back. Yes. But like, <laughs> I agree with that. But JD, I think he came out. I mean, I feel for him because in Dream Viver, that's how I came out <laughs> way too hard. Uh, and JD was like the definition of me, my online version in real life. And that's, he came playing way too hard. Uh, but let's move on. Uh, then we get to the next immunity challenge, which Xander win. He really killed the challenge. No one was really close to him. And mm-hmm. it was again, one of the, that letter stacking challenge where you have to balance it and everything. So yeah. Xander is left with a very important decision. Who does he send the fire and who does he take with him? So before we talk about his decision-making and everything at the moment, Will, who did you think he was going to take? I thought he was going to take Heather and leave I did Deshaun well. and Erica for fire because that's what you do. What the fuck was going through his head? I was thinking that too. I'm like, Heather is the definition of a goat. I'm sorry, Heather, if, if you listen. Because uh, she did call in and ask uh, Survivor. I saw this article. 
she called in, asked uh, CBS and Survivor why she wasn't getting like shown. She's like, they didn't show you any of my gameplay. I was right there with Erica making plans and stuff. But year ago. <laughs> um, so that was like the way to go and everything. Uh, but Xander gets back. He talks to all three of them. Deshaun pulls him aside first. And he pretty much has his mind up. He talks with Erica and says, I'm going to bring you. I'm bringing you to final with me. Heather even tells him, Erica's the one person who can beat you. And he goes, I don't think so. I mean, the balls on this man. I applaud him for the amount of times he held from playing the immunity idol. um, The amount of times he wasn't scared, you know, to be on the bottom. To this moment of him being like, no, I don't think she is. I don't think she can beat me. Uh, So he chooses Erica. And his reasoning is not to give Erica a chance to win fire, which would push her over the edge of, of his game. So he pits Heather against Deshaun. And then he sees how bad Erica is at making fire. And then he contemplates actually being the one to knock out Erica. It was really crazy watching his thought process here. Mm-hmm. Ew. Oh, <laughs> So, will walk walk me through this? If so, he just des- if he decided to go up against Erica because he knows he should be able to beat her at fire. So, so I have a big question: Why did he think that out of everyone he would have to take out Erica? Like, I the the plan was easy: you take Heather, and then you have Deshaun and Erica left the battle. Well, but, he knows Deshaun can't really make fire either. True. Deshaun was saying he can't do it. True, but we also saw Tommy say that he can't make fire um, to, who, to, I forgot who, in season yeah, 39, yeah, yeah. because even though he could, just to avoid that. I think that, um, but I think, I think, you know, Xander misplayed here. Um, and I think that if anything, he should ensure uh, Erica that, she was not going uh, to fire making and then put her on fire. She that's was what anxious. I was thinking. Yeah. And that's what that was like my last minute. Like, okay, I, I know Xander is not this dumb. He can still, he's lying to Erica. It's going to be like a big moment that we hear about in final tribal. Erica's going to go forth. Xander wins. It's all good, you know. But now. <laughs> <laughs> no what the fuck no xander uh i love xander i think Same. he's very entertaining um he played a phenomenal game but his his one his one problem issue is his decision making at times and his logic of of why to make these moves i actually i think it's very smart if you are good at making fire to go into fire making. My family doesn't agree. They think it's too risky. You don't know how the wind's going to be. You know, all of that stuff. There's stuff that can knock you out of the game. But I'm looking at it. If he knocks out Erica, he he's won the game. No one will, yep. in my mind. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think Deshaun would get a vote or two. But I think Xander would be able to sell himself. He'd be like, you know, even though my game was flawed, I still took out all the big competitors like Erica, like um, Ricard, 
Yeah. And I played from the bottom and I was able to get to where I was because he always played from the bottom, even pre-merge. And so I think if he was able to sell himself better and have that killer instinct to take out Erica when she wasn't the best at fire, then um then yeah, then he would have easily Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, real quick, I got one more thing, really a, another big issue with Sandra, but I do want to say the fire making Wow, Will, this was exciting. <laughs> this you was know, super. It looked like Heather was going to knock out Deshaun, and I've hated Heather all season. But I was <laughs> sitting here screaming for her to win. Dude, I mean, I thought season 40 had the best fire making, but w- Jesus, this easily <laughs> took the cake. Because uh, season 40, all it had was just the character arc between Tony and Sarah. This season... You know, it just had the most badass fire making because at first I thought, okay, Deshaun easily wins this, beats Heather. Heather, you know, no offense to Heather, she's not really that good at Survivor from what we've seen, and she's not good yes. at acting under pressure. And then Deshaun, he completely smothered his fire. Erica's rope was starting to burn. I'm like, all right, Heather won. And then all of a sudden, Deshaun com- narrowly beats uh, Heather. And I'm just like, what just happened? Heather was saying, in an interview that what we couldn't see is that the wind was blowing her fire back behind the rope and she had to back up to avoid getting burnt. Mm-hmm. And she says, looking back at it, she, she knows that she could have just took her, her knife. And if she pushed the fire back to where the wind would have, you know, blown it into the, the rope, then she thinks she would have won that easily. But at the time, she's, you know, in the heat of the moment, pun intended, uh, <laughs> she's, her face is about to be burnt, and she's just freaking out about it. So that sucks for her, and uh, that's why the wind, she said, his, his fire was right on the rope. Hers was not. At the same time, though, if you're not ready to die for Survivor... <laughs> Are you really? Right, are you really playing at that point? <laughs> That's what Jeff Probe said about Caleb about him coming back for uh, game changers because Caleb nearly died. He's a game changer. So who yep, knows? Yep. We can see Heather on game changers too. Nearly died from the fire. <laughs> I'm oh, insane. that would be, that would be insane. Her hair catches fire and it's on fire and everything. <laughs> and she's she's pushing through, making the fire. I cheer for Erica at that point. If she caught on fire, still went and then wins the fire making, I would vote her out of just respect. I think she'd win the entire season, Gosh. even if she did nothing the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But we don't get that uh, fiery, iconic moment. <laughs> Heather gets voted out here to, uh, to an applause from the crowd. And we are left with Deshaun, Xander, and Erica. If you're like me, Will, at this moment, you're thinking Erica has a chance, but Xander's taking this. I, yeah, because I thought that Deshaun would get zero votes, maybe one from Banny. But I, I thought Erica would maybe get a few votes, but I, I had full confidence in Xander. I thought Xander played the best. I mean, and it's not a problem with Erica as much as it's a problem with editing, which I will rant later. But I completely <laughs> thought that Xander would win. I mean, I I was just rooting for the man. And it's hard not to when we see him so much throughout the season. 
and we see Tayshawn, you know, throughout the season, but you know, he's getting labeled as like a, as a, as emotional, as a, what was the term that, uh, Shan used? Uh, oh man, you're gonna, you're gonna I, quiz me now. You're putting <laughs> me on the spot. Like a crybaby. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I have a lot of tantrum. Tantrum. So that's tantrum. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of, re- I love Deshaun. I actually drafted him in the survivor draft I did, but I just thought that he didn't have that good of a shot. And I thought that Erica, we just didn't see too much. She would get like a few votes for having good social bonds, but nothing else. We knew we knew nothing about Erica pre pre merge. We didn't know anything about Erica except for the hourglass until final seven. Or final yeah. Eight. Yep. The editing was was not the highlight of the season. That's no. for sure. Um, I do want to get to that. We'll save that kind of closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my problem with Xander. Xander's not the best talker and I yeah. really love the bro, but I was watching this final tribal play out. And if you have anything else in particular for either of the three, go ahead and shout it out. So, but I got to say, I was watching and Xander did not, did not wow me with his responses, especially when Liana asked him about his social game. And he had nothing. I knew then it's over. So I, the finale of, of Survivor happened the same night I got voted out of Dream Viber. So I was uh, already insanely disappointed sitting on the couch with a Chick-fil-A sandwich in my hand. And I'm just watching this final travel. I'm rooting for, I have my like number one Xander fan shirt on. I have yep. that, like the number one hand thing that you wear at a baseball game. I was like, go Xander. And then as soon as he gets asked the question about his social awareness, I knew that he was done for. And you could see it in his face. And then you saw Erica. And I'm like, shit, Survivor is bullshit. I'm now (laughs) an Amazing Race fan. Oh, man. Shout (laughs) out to the Amazing Race. Yeah. New season. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm also excited. Will you be covering that? I've tossed the idea around. I have a a logo for a podcast um, that I've created. Pretty nice looking, if I do say so myself. Uh, and I've got kind of a design path to go if I wanted to start posting about it. When I started this, it was going to be Survivor only. Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of, like, Rob has a podcast and a lot of, like, stuff like this. They cover kind of all reality TV. And I wanted to be a place just for Survivor. Yeah. But I have tossed the idea around of doing the Amazing Race as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't post about it as much as Survivor. It would still kind of be like a Survivor Instagram page with a few Amazing Race sprinkled in here and there. But yeah. I have tossed around the idea. And, you know, I I think I might want to do a podcast, yes. Just something for the off-season of Survivor. When there's nothing, exactly. it keeps it going, you know? Yeah. Um so going back to the final tribal. Um, oh, yeah, we're can... talking Survivor here. I forgot. <laughs> oh, I was getting ready to talk about my brother. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and watching it, you you really get to see the facial expressions of the final three. And Erica, she looked so confident in winning. Deshaun looked just completely devastated. Deshaun was dead. Yeah, he was. I, he I felt knew. so bad for him. I did as well. He knew. Uh, especially when, um, I know this is kind of deep, 
when Shan was talking about, yep. did you betray the culture? I did not like that question from Shan. I that question came from a bitter place in Shan's heart. I think she just felt very betrayed by Deshaun. But at the same time, wasn't Shan going after Deshaun at one point? Yes. Yes. And, She's like, she didn't trust Deshaun. And this was after, because the culture alliance happened at the start of the merge. And we, and Sean go, or, uh, Shan going after Deshaun happened later on. And so I think at that point, the culture alliance was, was dead. Right. And I, so, yeah, I, I thought, I feel like Shan just, felt very betrayed and a little bitter that Deshaun successfully uh, maneuvered around Shan and not the other way around. But I, I felt so bad because, you know, Deshaun didn't play a perfect game. He was very emotional. He threw some temper tantrums, but I don't think he deserved. I don't think anyone in the season deserved that question. And you, you saw that it really fucked with him. And even during the reunion, he just looked so disappointed and just so sad, you know, at least, Xander like try to like have that smile, you know. It, I just I just want to hug Deshaun, you know. It's like it's okay, yeah. man. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, actually, here, real quick, I'm gonna ask you a question after I say my point on this. Okay. Um, I my phone is about to get to twenty percent, and I'm worried that if it hits twenty percent, it's gonna stop everything. So I'm gonna <laughs> plug it in for a few seconds here after I say this. Uh, but my issue with the whole Shan question is the big problem surrounding the season. It was a very emotional. We know this season was very emotional at times. Yes. The big thing is, you know, we can't come on Survivor. I'm talking about like when Shan and them were talking as, mm-hmm. you know, African-American players. They can't come on Survivor and just play the game. You know, they have that cultural yeah. pressure behind them and everything. They can't. Deshaun made the move as tough as it was, and we saw how emotional he was. Yeah. That's a game move. So that was my problem with the question. You play the game, and you have an issue with him playing the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought she put him in a terrible position because you looking at other people on, on the jury that might not have the most knowledge about that, you know type of situation like Heather like maybe Tiffany but not as much Tiffany I feel like she kind of has understanding of it but you get what I'm saying but at the same time I don't think we as as people would ever get to kind of understand the true emotions exactly we can't, and yeah and there's nothing like we just we we that's why we try to learn and we try to open our ears and eyes and we 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 learn and that's that's how you know we improve as a society and how we fight against injustice and you know prejudice is what we learn and i think when how shan shaped her question it affected how people like heather and and uh and evie and nasir and tiffany and you know really looked at the sean because you know did you portray your culture for survivor that is a very loaded question i feel like i feel like that's a question yeah. that that's very Deshaun, you backstabbed your culture for a game, even if it had nothing to do with that. And so I think Shan's question was very uncalled for. Yeah. It just put him in a tough situation. And like you said, you could see it on Deshaun's face. He instantly mm-hmm. was like, you know what? Forget about the game. No, like he I even, never intended it like that. 
he was and he even said that he's like give me third now i i that wasn't my intention and yeah again i love deshaun i just wanted to, i wanted to give him a hug i wanted to be like deshaun it's okay bro like you're, you're a cool guy i mean you got second that's really cool bro it just it, it's okay <laughs> now now i'm going to give you a very tough thing like i said i'm gonna i hate that i have to do this i thought i would have plenty enough charge to get through uh the hour but i'm gonna give it a quick jump charge while you talk okay oh so, god i just want you to say tell everyone erica winning and why <laughs> she deserved to win this gives it me was. like a minute and a a minute to jump charge this okay laura will so I think the problem I have, I was disappointed when Erica won, not because Erica won, but because of how she was edited. But at the same time, this whole season was based around, you know, propping someone up and then immediately stabbing them in the back uh, as the editing. Like we saw that with Brad in his episode, how we had a whole episode dedicated towards Brad finding an advantage only for him to get voted out. And that's kind of what happened with Deshaun and especially Xander, you know, I, a lot of the, all the casual viewers really thought that um, Xander was going to win, myself included, because of how he was edited. Because not everyone looks at the edge. Not everyone pays attention and says, oh, a mosquito bit this player. That means they're not going to win. That's a negative, you know, over the top negative. Um, and so, but I think that, I think anyone who, who wins Survivor deserves to win. Um, and I really wish that the editors did a better job of Erica. Because instead of showing us, how like why she won she only thing we really got was the game and we saw her a lot at the end but that's still enough for for me <laughs> and i am the king of survivor just kidding but i really wish that the editors just did a better beat having someone who was under edited as a winner and then and then like having a whole war in the survivor fandom like, oh, you said this person doesn't didn't deserve to win? You're casual. When no, I just want better editing. And I wish the editors couldn't, because the season happened after a pandemic, you know? I feel like we deserved a better season. And we and even though I didn't want the edit to be completely obvious of Erica winning, I still wanted to see her pre-merge or early merge, you know, with the Sydney vote, for the Tiffany vote, you know, or the Nasir. Instead, we saw her from Shan and then from on. And that's still halfway through the season, you know? Um, but I think she is a very deserving winner because she made the social bonds. She got the jury to vote for her. No matter what anyone says, that is a huge accomplishment that only 41 other people can say they've done in the U.S. version. Um, and she... Av- and. <laughs> I don't think she deserves any shit given to her. I know shit. I unplugged my headphones. That's not good. Give me one second. I feel like whenever there's a controversial winner, you know, people on social media never know how to behave. And I feel like she's getting, she was going to get shit for this, but I think she is a very deserving winner. As I said before, in time and time again, I just think that the editors needed to do a better job with editing the season, because if not, you get, you know, what happens with Erica and with Michelle and with, um, what's her face? Samoa, uh, Natalie White. And, you know, there's so winners and it makes sense.
Um, and I'm just going around and around in the loop about what I'm saying. But um, I don't know what Randy's doing. But that's that's my whole spiel about uh, Erica winning because there's just not much I I can say about her because I'm not someone who pays that much attention to the etchic. I don't, you know, go back and say, okay, so Xander said this in a confessional at one point. This means this. And, I, you know, I, 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 read on, I read on Reddit sometimes, people kind of expect that of fans. Like, ooh, you guys didn't notice this confessional? That, that, was, a, that was obvious from the get-go that Blank wasn't winning. Which I think you shouldn't have to rely off of an edict to, to, like, have an idea of who someone is. But I'm still, I was a little deflated when... Okay. So, 